Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, come one, come all, with a beer. We are uh, coming at you from from Birkus in Ludlow. We have. I was doing some notes last night, and we have not done a show here since the fall of 2017, which is crazy because you guys weren't even really open yet. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not on on this side. The uh, um, there was a kind of a, a little growing period there at the very beginning. You guys were brewing some beer. That's putting it nicely. The growing period still had to get this side of things rolling, and um, it's definitely rolling now. Um, I continue to hear um, on, a, on a pretty frequent basis people who come down here for the first time and are just blown away by this whole thing. I mean, it, so. Everybody say hi first. We, we Paul, <laughs> Sean, Andy. Everybody uh, say hi and uh, let people hear your voice. Pa- hi, what? Paul Miller, the Chief Goof Officer, the CGO of the Beerkus Spring Company. Still my favorite job title. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm the brewer here at Beerkus. And I'm the lovely and talented co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been helping me out with this project for a long time, Andy. I mean, we met, we, we met when I was like just barely selling years beer. Ago, yeah, yeah. Long, even longer, yeah. I mean, it was... It's been a, a, quite a process. It's, it's been a really long journey for you guys here. And I think it, it almost needed to be. If it was quick, I think people wouldn't have uh, taken it. As, not that people take it seriously, because it's a, <laughs> it's a circus and a brewery, so it can't be taken like completely seriously. There's always some kind of uh, humor behind just the entire idea. But um, The beer it, stands up, and that's what's so exciting. I mean, the circus, kind of, we have a lot of revolving door of circus artists coming and going, but... That the quality of beer and, and Sean's craftsmanship and his work ethic is, is tremendous. So I just uh, mad props there. If, if you don't like clowns, you don't like circus. That's fine. You can hang in the lobby and get over it. But you need to be here to taste these beers. Well, it's not. This is not just clowns and a circus either, though. Like the, right. what you guys are doing here is like this this really crazy kind of eclectic uh, thing, which I guess is the circus. But you know, from from live music to wrestling to uh, bike polo, yeah. Like, like drone racing was pretty cool. Drone <laughs> racing. I, I saw the picture setting up for drone <laughs> racing, and I wish I could come down here to see that how that all worked out. But um, like, there, it, this is a very unique thing, and I, I, I say that about a lot of places in Cincinnati because there's some there are some unique ideas, but nothing that is as off the wall as what you guys have done here and continue to do here. And it, uh, I for one am extremely happy that it's worked out the way it has, and. Um, stands up as, as good as it does it's 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 awesome um the the, the journey itself though was was long <laughs> it was uh yeah. look nothing's easy we, you're not born walking people i got a whole ted talk on that so like nothing's easy you know you you you, you just you know sean's art sean's the third brewmaster here all right thank goodness right like we found an killer incredible guy I mean, like it was three years ago monday that we got our mm-hmm. TTB brewers notice. So there's a lot of breweries out there that have all the money in the world, got the tanks sitting there, and they're just waiting on their license. We've been sitting on a license. Okay? <laughs> We've been sitting on tanks. You know, so we're doing it. Uh, you can call backwards if you want. You can say whatever you want. But but it, it again, it works. It works so well. It's uh, it's 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 brilliant. It's beautiful. It's everything you want from a circus brewery. <laughs> the the story that I that I have for this place was, and you know, I've been down here many times when it was not open yet or you know one time on accident on a sunday morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh i came up with with one friend of mine ran into two people that are from my neighborhood ran into a couple people that used to go into bc's that were regulars from up there they drove down from 
north of Westchester. I can't remember, Trenton, Liberty, somewhere. They had been here before, brought their son back. And then we all came up. We're sitting on the balcony upstairs. For people that haven't been, this was an old movie theater, so there's a, a bit of a balcony, and it, I think you rent it out VIP kind of style, whatever. Or for sexy co-hosts. Or for sexy co-hosts. <laughs> Absolutely. And the newbies were playing. And if people don't know the newbies, they're a really fun band. Uh, they do a lot of Beatles covers. They're, they're just they're very talented musicians. And so you've got the newbies going in the one corner. You've got the circus acts in another corner, and the place was just packed. And it had such a good energy and everybody that was here was having fun not just you know i was watching other people not just the people i was with but the people that came down from you know they drove 45 minutes to get here so yeah we always have fun down here you know it's just it was that vibe and i'm thinking that people that are skeptical you have to it's one of those things you have to come down and you have to be here when there's something going on and feel it and then you'll understand why it works. You know, if you walk into a lot of tap rooms, there's always, you know, that group of people that's kind of segregated in a corner, kind of in their own little conversation. Sure. There's the, the, the guy that's just by himself at the bar. He has eyes, you know, locked down at the bar, not paying attention to the world around him. And Yeah. And when I do that, leave me alone. Where there's something going on, like, you can't exist like that here. This is not a place where that happens no. because it is no. such a big personality and there's things happening <laughs> it's just it's it's a really unique thing that um I, I i i don't know exists in this way anywhere else i've not heard of anything else like it it's a it's it's something pretty special and something that uh um I, i'm definitely happy to have in cincinnati and the fact that it's over here in, in ludlow is just even more perfect <laughs> it just <laughs> it, it all comes together um before we kind of dig into everything, we need to uh, to drink some beer, though, because, you know, since the podcast, it's the way, the way of the world. From the beer fridge. I have not been down here for a while, and I have not had your beer for a while since I live in the Great White North. Yep. Um, so there, I think all of this is probably new to me. Um, you said this was the... Yeah, we're going to start off with... Um, we did an alt beer with my parents' brewery up in Chicago. Um, Which is? Church Street Brewing. For people that don't know. Up on the northwest side. Um, so we made a big batch of alt beer. We canned a bunch. We brought it down. We have a little bit on draft and a bunch of cans down here in Kentucky. But that's the first one I brought up. It's more of a you know fast-geared alt beer. So a little lower in ABV, a little lighter in color. It's just a light copper and uh, pretty restrained IBUs at 25. nice and bready and uh Mm -hmm. you know they're the world that we live in cincinnati has this kind of german heritage thing that is very present in the city except in a lot of ways the beer i feel like in the last few years we've kind of drifted away from that a lot yeah Um, even at some of the breweries that probably should have these big kind of german presences don't anymore and uh this is exactly when I think of what Cincinnati beer should be. This is this is what it should be. A big kind of easy drinking, malty uh, German beer. It's yeah, it, it's malty without being a malt bomb. So I, I like that. I think that it's, you said it's kind of a fest style, but I think that this would be any season, honestly, Absolutely. because yeah. it's light enough. It's got that, just enough caramel yeah. to give it something, but it's not yeah, a crazy a heavy drinking beer by any means. 
but that's it's kind of on the back end to me. It's not up front and in your face. So, yeah, I think that's an any season beer, honestly. What makes something uh, an alt beer versus like a like a fest beer or something? What's the actual difference between? Uh, alt beer has always kind of been an amber beer. Uh, it's what Dusseldorf is known for. Um, if it was to be a really true alt beer, it'd be a little darker, a little more caramely, um, kind of similar to a Meritzen, but it's a German ale, which makes it different, and it's also much more hoppy than a Meritzen. So we dialed everything back a little bit for this beer because it's intended for festivals, like I said. Um, but other than that, it's a it's pretty straight-up traditional alt beer. It's an alt beer yeast out of Omega. Um so everything else is is traditional. It's all German grain, German yeast, German hops. We just dialed it, dialed it back a little bit. You know, this is uh, definitely right in my wheelhouse. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I, I love some of the the trendy fun things that are happening around town, which we'll also talk about in a minute. But yeah, um, we got a couple yeah, of this those. Is, <laughs> this is definitely um, where I lean if I'm walking into a tap room and I see um, something like this on there. I'm, it's, I'm going right for it. It's, it's awesome. It's a perfect on a day like today, too, where it yeah. is not as warm as it should be. It's not as dry as it should be. It's, what are you talking about? It's a beautiful fall day. It just happened to be in the middle of June. <laughs> well, that's, you know. It's neat, too, because our very first beer we ever made was an alt beer. Yes, so we, we hit a couple roadblocks, and Randy at Wooden Cast helped us out in a huge way. So we had a, we did a contract brew, and Sean, I was, like, sweating because we bought all these grains for everything <laughs> except yeah. an alt beer. I'm like, dude, we need to make yeah. beer, and we need to... We can't talk about something, and we called it Altavia, which is the high road, Latin for the high road. So we hit a lot of obstacles, but we worked hard to find some solutions, and what a killer solution, and, and shout out to Randy and Wooden Cask, and uh, our Kathy Hendricks, our TTB specialist, and we just jumped through just enough hoops, but that beer <laughs> sat, how, long, how much do we have of that beer? Uh, we made 20 barrels over at Randy's, <laughs> and... We're, we had no tap room, so we were relying strictly on starting we, off distribution. And we didn't even have a distribution yet. But no, by the time yeah. We just sat on 20 barrels of beer for a long time. <laughs> we brought it to a... In plastic kegs, too, which was yeah. interesting. Since, you know, people, and I couldn't lease kegs, and we didn't have steel kegs. So, again, it was maybe one or two steps sideways. So it was neat to be able to have this collaboration beer. What are you talking about? You were just juggling. No, you're right. Yeah. It's yes. what you do. If you don't jump through hoops, it's not a real circus, is well, it? I know. <laughs> no. It's, uh, and it's really neat. So it's called Wunderbar Together. So true mm-hmm. story, the German Peace Corps has been helping us develop Ludlow for the past eight years. So we received some funding from the German Ministry of Foreign Affairs to make some circus stuff happen across the U.S. So we did some parties here in February. Um, the March and April, we were on Daily Plaza in Chicago making circus happen. So we flew back some of the circus artists, and uh, it's neat. We, we made it also a collaboration with. Uh, can you talk about Boise out there? Because we're going to be out in Portland making some circus happen in the fall. Yeah, the Boise one kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it was actually a guy named Mark Nasky. Uh, he was a brewer from Finland that helps my parents out a little bit with some of their lager recipes. And he recently moved out to Boise, okay. and um, he wasn't allowed to about to let it happen where me and my parents could do a collab and he wasn't going to be involved so he got his favorite brewery out there in Boise involved and super nice guys hopefully I get out there sometime but uh, they're making it out there I believe what was the name of that one again Edge Brewing Company in Boise Um, they're making it out there I suppose and uh, they're going to try to get it into Portland for the the leg of the circus going going to Portland wow it's cool. It's, it's a, just a yeah. wacky, wacky way to get. And, but when I was pouring it for the literally the head of the German commercial service, so like our the head of the commercial service in USA is Linda McMahon. So you know she started uh, 
WWE wrestling mm-hmm. or WWF for all that stuff. So right. literally the head of the German, her counterpart was in Chicago and I'm cracking a, um, they made an Instagram post about it with him getting interviewed. And I'm like, we followed the Reinheitsgebot laws of 1487, whatever. And he's like, really? And he's like, oh, this is a good beer. This is for America. This is a good beer. So it was neat to like ha- have everything come together, you know. Right. And it was neat to be in Chicago. You know, we had a big circus celebration at Church Street Brewing. So we hung a trapeze from the ceiling. And a trapeze artist, Natalie from Germany, was performing there. And it was like... A tr- not just a collaboration like, oh, hey, we're arguing over what color or what hop we're going to put in, but it was like a true collaboration. Well, and it, it brings a big kind of part of the personality of what this place is into it, too, with the with the circus, you know, like that's, um, which I, I do want to kind of dig into that a little bit more, probably after we get through a couple of years, but just the, 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 the personality of this place has become such a big part of what it is, um, almost in a way that I feel like when you do talk to people, they're not talking about the beer front and center, so I kind of I want to see how kind of we'll get we'll get to that, but we need to we need, to, we need to get through a few beers first. I was going to say uh, let's just go with it while we taste the next beer. Yeah. Um, well, so as as a brewer, um, well let's let's what's this next beer first before we? This is eighteen sixty two. Uh, it's a Mexican style lager, uh, light lager. Basically, we split the grain bill equally between Pilsner malt, Vienna malt, and uh, flaked corn. So, Mexican lager strain, also from Omega, low on IBUs, and then we put the zest of about 120 limes into the into the boil. Oh yeah, yeah, and that comes through in the nose. Well, I tossed my. Uh, it comes with a lime garnish on it too, and I went ahead and tossed mine in the glass. So then, as I smelled it, I'm like, is that the, just from the lime that was just on my glass? Or no, <laughs> yeah, a lot of lime in the beer. That's too. no, awesome. there's a lot of lime in the beer. Which uh, is a wonderful thing for me. I like wine. It's Corona without the skunk. So yeah, that's fine. It's uh, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. <laughs> you know, my my wife, God bless her, is a huge Corona drinker in the summertime, and I think it's just because of the lime. I think that's the only reason she likes the beer. I think it has nothing to do with the actual beer that's in the thing. Um, I feel like this is probably one that I could swap out and her not notice. <laughs> yeah, she stop, she stop would notice. Me. She wouldn't have as bad of a headache the next morning. This is really good all of a sudden. This must be fresher than normal. <laughs> this is awesome. This is a, uh, a a really perfect summer beer, something mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. I could put away a whole bunch of next to the pool. Yeah, we um, don't have all the, uh, all the fermentation space in the world, so we right. try to knock out a couple lagers late in the spring as we still have a little bit of time. Uh, so we did a German Pilsner, and we did this Mexican lager. Well, we had a little bit of time in the spring. That way we have we have plenty of time to let them sit in the bright and condition and clear up, and we don't filter anything. But it's you'll so see pretty. This fairly How clear. long does this take versus something like the, the alt beer? The alt beer, obviously I didn't make that one that was made up in Chicago, but I think it, it took it's about... Something like, like a style like that, though. We can pull them between two and three weeks, basically, on ales. Um, the lager... I want to say the Pilsner was sitting at about nine weeks. Wow. And the Mexican lager was a little quicker. It was probably about seven. I mean, that's, and that's for people that don't understand the economics of, of a brewery, we have a limited amount of tanks. That's just money down the drain. The same, yeah. as, same in the way of filling barrels and things like that yeah. are. It's mm-hmm. just money that's just, I mean, the barrels, you at least hopefully get it back eventually. But yeah. um, Time is time is definitely money when it comes to a business like this. And We're just sitting there running out of other beers while the loggers <laughs> right. are taking up tanks. Right, right. Hopefully, right. uh, come summer, it's worth it. Get those <laughs> clean <laughs> kegs, though. We got steel kegs now, so it's nice to bleed through these. Like, get those kegs empty. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Give me something to do. I'll do it. 
Well, you really enjoy doing the loggers, though, from the conversations we've had in the past. I do. Uh, my parents' brewery up in Chicago, they really focus on loggers, loggers, loggers. They started off where they only made loggers. They finally caved, and, you know, they make some more trendy styles. They make some IPAs. They just came out with the New England stuff like that. But for a long time, it was only loggers. And they were only going to make Pilsner and Hellas, and that's what we did. <laughs> so... They've, they've changed gears a little bit, but I still miss making them sometimes. Why, why? Is it just the uh, the attention to detail that has to be put into it? or? Yeah, it is, it's a lot of attention to detail. Everything's got to be perfect. Water's got to be perfect. Your mash temperature has to be perfect. Here at Birkus, we have a direct fire system, so I can't decoct. I can't do step infusions. Makes it a little more complicated, but... Mark, who I was talking about, who's out at Edge Brewing now in Boise, has kind of worked with me on dialing in our system to make pretty accurate German lagers um, without any sort of decoction or steam jackets or anything like that. So we've worked really hard at it, and I think we've gotten it down really well at this point. Yeah, this is, this yeah. is awesome. I, I want to kind of dig into that, that personality of the brewery versus the personalities of the beer. I don't you don't strike me as the type of guy that has a lot of ego kind of going on with you as a brewer. Thank you. But, but is oh, there, I'm sorry. you know, I, when I, when I talk to people about the brewery, I don't hear people tell me about the beer and that's not because the beer isn't good. The beer, the beer is amazing, but it's always the, the quote unquote, the gimmick, which, you know, we, I think a lot of people think is a is a dirty word, but it's you know it's not. It's it's a, it's a very good gimmick. Hey, Budweiser's got Clydesdales. So we got circus yeah. freaks, you know. And, and if we get one complaint, it's where is the circus? Where's the circus tonight? You know, like tonight we're out performing at right. Independence. At a, so that's what's really cool for me. And, and having such a great partner with Sean making the beer, like you could just just come for the beer. You know, like the beer the beer is enough. The beer stands on it because it's not seventy three IPAs. You know, right. like we have you know there's some there's. There's lagers, there's ales, there's something very, there's very traditional beers on there. There's Belgian styles, and then there's you know we're getting in this more you know kind of sexy, what's new kind of hipster st- brew. But you got to do that too, you know. You can't sure. just you can't right. just sit still. And it's the the beer always speaks for itself. And the brew, brewers come in. It's neat to have the head brewers of major places come down and drink some beer. And I don't know who they are until the end. <laughs> they're like, man, you got great beer here. I'm like, all right, because they're, they're just wearing logoed apparel like everybody right, else like does. Everybody right. else you know? So I don't know. I don't know any of these characters. You we'll know, I'm just running my mouth. And, you know, and that's great to just really let great homes, you know. Of course, he was 20, 21 and two months old when, he, when we hired him. So he hasn't been drinking that long either. Right. You know? Of course not. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I held off till I was 22. So. <laughs> is, is it hard as a brewer, though, to work in an environment like this where sometimes the beer is second to especially when you're working with a guy like Paul that is such a a big personality and I mean not really Um, we're in a pretty I mean a great market here in Cincinnati Uh, everybody makes good beer you better have good beer if you're going to try to open a brewery Um, and everyone does you can go anywhere you're going to find good beer so you have to have something on top of it that's going to set you apart, and that's what the circus is for us. It makes us makes us special, makes us different. Um, I mean, we're blessed to have them, and we're blessed to have this space that we have. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. With, uh, I was showing you a little bit of how we can change around stages and where we can put different things. 
um, where, you know, if you come in two Saturdays in a row, it's going to be a completely different experience. Probably going to be some new beers on tap. We're going to, it's going to be a totally different show, different music, different performers. I mean, it's, it's just brand new every time you come in. So we've got a really great building here and a really great idea. And the before and after. You know, from the first time you brought me in here till today, it's such a huge difference, and it's so amazing to see all the the color and the life. You know, once all the the stuff that was in here was removed. Well, and, you know, and we have we have a 153 investors plus their spouses plus their friends, etc. So it's neat. Like every, you know, kind of look. I look at things in three rings or three, you know, three thirds of how. You know, every night we got a third of the new new people here who were just here because. We were voted like one of the must-visit breweries on Yelp. So one of the six must-visit breweries in the U.S., this is one. So the Yelp people come for that. So that's really cool. Wow. So, you know, people coming to the airport, like just people in town looking for something different. Then a third of the group's here to see whatever band's playing or whatever's going on. And then a third of the people are regulars, investors, folks who, like, you know, walk in the neighborhood. Like there's houses are selling so fast in Ludlow right now, and there's just a lot of new homeowners that just love walking in and bringing their people. And so it's – there's a really nice balance to strike there. And – it's 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 working somehow. You know? <laughs> well, was there was there doubt at a certain point that it was going to work? Oh, everybody's doubted it, but you know that's why people go to the circus to see the, the, the impossible. But see, did, did from you though? Oh, I got no choice, man. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> Wrangling's out of business, you know. Like this is this is my this is my last stand here. No, no, really, we're going to expand. We're going to do this. We're going to replicate this model. We're, but, we're not going to bottle and can. We want to do this in other places. But you know. Is people doubt it all day long, you know, but it's been, Sean hasn't. I mean, it, we, we've been through it. Ryan, my plant manager, barman downstairs, I mean, he's been with me nine years making the circus look good. And, and you know, the investors, it's great. They, they all have no voting rights, and I have the right of first <laughs> refusal, so they literally are on my circus train. Only one wants off, so I'm working out to figure that out, but it's okay, you know. Everybody, you know, it, it's, it's how it is. Were there days though in that process where you woke up and said, "Oh my God, what am I? What am I doing? Maybe, maybe I should go work at Starbucks or whatever that other fallback." Is. I think, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think the time it got toughest was when it was actually construction was really rolling along, and so there was finally, definitely a, a light at the end of the tunnel. But we were basically doing. You know anything that you didn't need a, a licensed professional to do, they did the plumbing and electric and all that kind of stuff. Right. But we were we were coming in early in the morning, doing construction all day long, and then trying to moonlight running a brewery and still keep up with distribution and everything like that. That's when that's when things really got tough. Yeah. Um, but it's not really where anybody was thinking about leaving because I mean there was finally a, a, a definitive light at the end of the tunnel. It right. Was, it was right there for us. It was just a lot of 18-hour days in a row. But and an incredible attorney, Shannon Smith. You know, she's she just busted heads together. You know, but we and there's a new, pretty much a completely new elected body in Ludlow, which is exciting. Which is probably a good thing for you guys. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> the first logger we made is the pie fighter. It's sweet and dirty. You know, don't don't mess with this clown. I'm just gonna toss pies at you. I'm not gonna fight in court. I'm not, I'm not gonna fight in the street with brass knuckles. It's, it's asymmetrical. So just, you know, just do a little googling, and you can see some of the uh, the sure. issues that are. No, okay. <laughs> no, it's all, but again, it don't kill you, makes you stronger. Situation. But the, the, the frustrating part too is that you guys are here because you believe in Ludlow too. You believe in like the. But the, everybody the lives in Ludlow does too. Yeah, of Ludlow. It's, just, it's and you know it's, but the Renaissance wasn't easy. You know, I mean, like that's that's, but it's so exciting. 
places are being sold in four hours for ten percent over listing price. You know, right. and, and that that's exciting, and that that's the new mentality, and that's what we can celebrate. And I could sit, I could certainly be sitting around crying somewhere, like working at some Starbucks. <laughs> oh, I could have been a great <laughs> clown. <laughs> Whatever, you know. No time for that. <laughs> um, if uh, I mean, looking at what this is today, like, is, is there anything that you would have done differently, or is this? I mean, I know this is. Uh, you can't say that this is not the, the the vision of of what it was because I mean, it, all all those major pieces are here. But well, doing what I did, it was expensive. You know, like you know, it was expensive, and expensive with time and energy and no distribution it's it's neat to go back and you know i did sales calls today with seligman you know we signed with dauntless for the whole state of kentucky so you know we had some big orders go out we leased steel kegs and it's neat to come back to someone and say hey thank you for pouring us a year ago you know we've evolved we're not in those plastic ones that ruptured i'm sorry it ruptured on you one time you know like it's just a couple things gonna happen you know it's like hey quality was always there um now we, the price point has dropped and we're getting better at we're, we're, what we're doing and we want to make you happy, so, and it's neat, and their people are receptive to see that. You know, it's taking the training wheels off or whatever. You know, right? Let's drink another beer. All right, I'm ahead of you. <laughs> you always are. <laughs> you talk a lot. I do talk a lot. <laughs> um, this is this just says blueberry. Is this a Berliner? Yes, yes it, it is. is. It's it's really pretty. So. Um, <laughs> The purplest beer we've ever made. When I talk to the guys at Urban, um, their biggest thing is if somebody pours you a blueberry beer and it looks like actual beer, th- there's not blueberries. <laughs> this does not look like beer. No this way. looks like it's juice. A lot of you um, Let's take a little. Oh, we're selfieing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta let people so. know. Gnarly. Gotta keep it gnarly, bro. So I, I took a sip of this, and the first thing it did was make my mouth water, like a good Berliner <laughs> will. So, and I'm I'm a huge blueberry fan. So you could put blueberry in damn near anything, maybe even with Amarillo, and I would drink it. Interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's yeah. good. Well, yeah, that's really good. We wanna it, we wanna keep this a series. So we made a Berliner, um, we split it in half. We kept half the batch, just had a little bit of lemon zest in the boil, then the other half got lactose and fruit and in this case uh, vanilla so this is the blueberry vanilla version we'd like to mm. keep making it um, already thinking about a strawberry rhubarb for the next iteration nice. oh yeah yeah um, that's, that's I, a series I would definitely keep around I like this because it's also like it's not over the top on the blueberry to like mm-hmm. shout blueberry as loud as it can like it's still definitely there but I'm, maybe the way the vanilla rounds it out too but mm-hmm. um, it just makes it very uh it, it softens. It softens that. Like it, it, it yeah. doesn't. It's not too tart. It's not right. Too the, the vanilla sort of softens the acidity that you might get from the berry, and the but lactose like said, certainly does as well. Yeah, and the lactose, and then you still get that Berliner back. I get it real far back in my mouth there, and it still gets that just the saliva oh, yeah. kick, and like that's awesome. Thank you very much. And it's real blueberry. It's not. Um, it's yeah. not artificial. There's no dumb dumb to this thing. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> The dum dum's right here, brother. <laughs> this is all natural. See, this this is a challenging show for me because usually I'm the one with jokes, and now I'm sitting here with Paul, and I'm like, I'm a fucking amateur. Well, you can you can make your uh, your standard seltzer joke at some point. Uh. Well, when when he was talking about going out to Portland, I was going to say, are they Cincinnati's first brewery that'll be in Portland? But. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Love those first. We could say this. This we could say. <laughs> we should probably also start making uh, regular Grainworks jokes on the show to uh, get them to finally uh, get us out there for a show since they're dragging their feet so much. If we talk about them enough on the show, maybe they'll just have to do it. All right. All right. I mean, what, what else are we going to joke about other than know. McGinnis's beard? <laughs> I, I don't know what else to... <laughs> I shaved mine, Brian. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, so I also have a, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the side beers, as I call them on the show. Oh, God, so yeah. aside from the flight. Um, and I got the, uh, the lemon Berliner for that one. And I actually think I prefer the blueberry. It's, uh, it's a little more rounded and, um, uh, a little more like dessert like, whereas yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the lemon definitely has a little more tartness to it, but Absolutely. still not, um, not over the top at all. This is I'm a very happy gnome right now. These are good. <laughs> These are really good. Thank you very and, much. Um, very seasonally speaking, too. They all yeah. fit really well for me for what I want to drink. Yeah, this, this entire here. flight definitely was summery. But yeah, again, we got a I big palette of fruit puree, so we figured we might as well use it, not let it sit around. Well, yeah. It's a lot of what came out lately. Absolutely. And we're at a festival, so we're like pouring in Augusta, Kentucky, and then we're pouring. Yeah down in Maysville and, it, and even we were pouring at the Covington at the NKY Pride Fest so you know we got the nice. good old boys way down the river and then we got you know the LGBTQ plus folks on Sunday and it's neat mm-hmm. too like because we're bringing the circus and when we're down down in Kentucky it's like you know what, beer, what is this beer you know I'm like well we got you know an Irishman a Mexican a German actually two Germans um, let's see what do we have and uh, Mexican German we have this Irish stout on the cerveza and two Germans, the Wunderbar together, uh, which is a traditional that German amber. Uh-huh. And I said, and we got a little esoteric, maybe a little foo foo, a little blueberry beer, you know. And they're like, what the hell? And they're drinking <laughs> it, and they're like, damn, it's good. Give me that Irish one, you know. And then I'm performing with this artist from that's, Cuba. That's a damn good blueberry beer. <laughs> and I, and I said, I'm from Cleveland. He's from Cuba. You know, we're all here legally. Don't shoot us. Everything's cool. You know, let's. See. And it's just really fun because the same thing at the Pride Fest. You know, it's like we got a we got an Irish, we got an Irish, a Mexican, a German. You know, walk into a bar. You know, <laughs> walk into a random. They walk into little, a circus. A random circus in the middle of Ludlow, Kentucky. Like yeah. it just it, it it everything is just so it's so perfect. And I you know I I can't express that enough to people. If you want to kind of hear the story of how it all came together go back to that show from uh like october of 2017 whatever it was episode hang on can pull it up really quickly here from the gnome uh, files <laughs> volume three episode 17 from october 2017 um it kind of digs into kind of the road to get to there which um, is definitely not the road to here. There's a lot that's happened since then, but it gives you kind of oh, that, yeah. that, that backstory of what this place is. Um, the uh, <laughs> that, that road from 2017 to now, um, getting the tap room open, uh, talk about that process a little bit. I know there were some struggles trying to get... Um, you were finishing up the uh, the crowdfunding. I guess do we call it crowdfunding the way you guys did it? Is that yeah, it's just not a it's not a it's actual equity. So it's it's not like a Kickstarter crowdfunding, but it's actually selling stock. It's like a it's like a you're selling stock is I guess that's the way to make it make sense. Yeah, it's, so they got equity, um, but you know it's important to actually get a little tasting room open. And again, I just can't shout out loud enough to have 
great legal counsel because I, I knew what my rights were, and and our lawyer Shannon Smith pushed hard to get this little twenty five seat tasting room open. So right. for for a year we poured in a little little yeah. you know with a chalkboard menu with twenty five seats you know and and we all took turns shifting it, but it was neat because we were brewing and we were distributing. And we could work on construction. So, yeah, that was the other piece of the puzzle. We're construction all day. We're trying to sell out, and we're running our little 25-seat tasting room. And, you know, it was neat to have, like, just keep proving concept. Like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? So, like, that that was fine. But now the next big step is to turn that into a kitchen. And we just got the okay for zoning to have outdoor seating. We got a great investor. I'll, I'll send you the link. Hopefully you could share it killer outdoor patio here and all the people that go to the Ludlow Bromley Yacht Club will be driving by and all the people going to the airport you know it's just mm-hmm. neat to have so a prove patio ourselves. In, in that front area yeah. right there kind of yep. when you're driving by the east that's yeah I'll send you the link it's really cool I, want, I mean I want your listeners to see it and it's kind of again it, it, you have to be a destination brewery I think really sure. to make things work these days and that's that's been our that's been our goal from day one is destination and it's neat to have to have that proved out and have people man I was here when it was just that little tasting room, <laughs> yeah. you walked me through here. You said you were going to do it. What the hell, brother? Get over and give me, you know, and it's just like, and they just, that kind of mojo, like positive energy, people push it forward and like, yes. man, you got to come down, you know, and, and that's yeah. that's the ethos we have around here. Show must go on, you know. Has the um, bus been helping you guys out on the weekends? Bus is in kind of just like it's in beta mode, you know. Okay. We group on it. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It's super, it's a great construct and idea. It just needs to. Yeah, for ten bucks you can ride you. So it's it's the Northern Kentucky Brewing Distilling Tour. So we set this up because South Bank Shuttle really helps Ludlow, or I'm sorry, Bellevue, Newport, Covington, Cincinnati. Every hour there's that mm-hmm. South Bank Shuttle that goes around. As a taxpayer in Ludlow, we've been paying for a South Bank Shuttle for years and years, but no, don't see the love. So right. I got a school bus for nothing, next to nothing, and we got two bus drivers. And for ten bucks you can ride all day long. So at the top of the hour it starts in Ludlow at Second Sight Spirits and Birkus. And then at about quarter past, you're at Randy's Wooden Cask. And then it swings right down in front, picks up and drops off at the Hoffborough House. Mm-hmm. And then goes to New Rift mm-hmm. and Braxton Labs about half about half past the hour. Forty past, we're at Darkness in mm-hmm. Bellevue. And then it swings back, picks up people at the Aloft Hotel and the Holiday Inn. And then comes right back to Ludlow. So, you know, you, for, you mm-hmm. could Uber down. You could, like, literally, for, for 20 bucks, you can Uber pretty much from anywhere in Cincinnati to one of those kind of access points. Ten bucks, ride the bus. It's an hour, you know. Shows up on the hour, so you can stay in town two hours, three hours, one hour. If you, if you can't stand the place, wait. But it's neat because there's enough things to do in Ludlow now, where you can spend a couple hours and right. go to Second Sight and see these amazing Cirque du Soleil guys and hang. I, I, it, Second Sight, who who just expanded kind yes, of their their tasting the room space too. Shop. So, um, so thank you for asking. A little more comfortable. Yeah. We need to plug the bus. The bus is, is a huge. It's just such a great deal. So we were in the Pride Parade. Instead of passing out uh, dumb dumb suckers, we passed out free uh, wristbands or like candies for big kids, free bus yeah. free bus rides. So you know <laughs> that's exciting to to take yeah. that traction because it's just you know nothing against those tours you know but they're they're expensive and you're on somebody's schedule and you can't mm-hmm. stay if, you know you, you got to go. This is kind of really empowering the customer and that's something where again solutions based instead of saying why 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 isn't anyone coming you know so that's cool well, and you incorporate some hotels into that uh, mm-hmm. bus route which i think is is for somebody that does live on the other side of the universe um it's yeah. it's nice to not have to, to well, worry about it we had talked uh was it last week two weeks ago something about how i felt like northern kentucky had the brewers over here kind of had a more of a sense of community and maybe we're a little tighter knit than the 
Cincinnati Brewing community as a whole. Right. And that's an excellent example of how that works because you're hitting everybody over here that has a tap room. I'm not discounting Mash Call, except for Alexandria. And I understand the logistics of that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that if it were feasible, well, 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 you'd and run he wants that to get cut too. in. We'll, we'll figure sure. that. I mean, once it, when, when it's running well here, that'll right. work, you know. And, and and it's neat to have new rift, such you know, such exactly. heavy hitters and second sight. You, you know, you're not going to get more David and Goliath than those guys, right. you know. Yeah. But but to have them promoting it, collaborating, and it's just it's not easy, but it's worth it. I I agree, and and again, I'm. I'm always pushing because I'm from over here. You know, I'm always pushing the Northern Kentucky breweries and the Northern Kentucky scene. So, I mean, some of the places that if you you ask me, it's a random Saturday, you you can go anywhere mm-hmm. and just hang out for the day and drink. I'm, Northern Kentucky is definitely the very near the very top of my list, right. if not the top of my list, because there are some of my favorite breweries. Here's some of my favorite people, some of my favorite beers. Exactly. It's um, and there's a restaurant or two around here that are pretty. That's pretty good too. So, I, one yeah. or two. I there there's not a place that makes beer in Northern Kentucky that I wouldn't go if I had. Well, I mean Hofbrau House, I guess. Uh, no, I guess I, I, I guess I would go there if I was allowed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't get over there. <laughs> so like, you're not allowed to go there. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm definitely banned from every Hofbrau House in the world. <laughs> I'm big in Germany. I'll talk to my Wunderbar <laughs> together. We'll fix this for you. <laughs> yes, we will. You just got to ask the right people now. We need to do a, uh, a break in the wall episode of Drinking with a Gnome where we just kind of walk into Hopper yeah. House and sit down and drink a beer and then run out. Well, you're, you're <laughs> well, if, if they know that some of the shit I've done over there, I'd be banned too. So <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. One of our investors is a big musician over there. I got some strings to for, pull. I got a couple of connections. If you really want back at the Hofbrau House, for, talk, we, can, we can make it happen. For the record, I didn't actually do anything in Hofbrau House. I was outside of Hofbrau House the whole time. Everything happened. It's it's The whole thing is absurd, but um, <laughs> let's, let's drink another beer. <laughs> See, see if we can get kicked out of Beerkiss, too. No, this one's really from an absurdity. I'll let Sean talk about the beer, but from an investor point of view, this is a, the Amish Bowling Brew Works. Yeah. You can explain I'll Amish try. Bowling if you okay, want. Okay, some people um, have fantasy football. They have a fantasy brewery. So they have like a fantasy Facebook okay. page. Like they have tin tacks made up and t- all the t-shirts. They got more swag than we do, to be honest, Okay, <laughs> which is yeah. cool. But there's they're some investors uh, in the project, and they're from... Alabama, so we, uh, of course, we said yes. We'd love to collaborate with the with the fantasy brewery. Who, who, would, wouldn't? who wouldn't, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so what's the beer? Uh, the beer is an imperial blonde with honey. Um, shout out to Jeff. He's the guy that made the recipe with me. Um, he does actually work for Mad Malts down in Alabama, so he's no slouch when it comes to brewing. And we came up with, um, you know, already a fairly heavy blonde. And then added in so much honey, we're basically 35 or so percent of the fermentable sugars coming out of honey. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tiptoeing on Braggit, um, but it dried out way more than I expected. The, the recipe was initially going to be about 8.5%. Gravity kept on walking down, 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 down. We were using an English yeast, so I was going to let it ferment out to wherever it goes. Um, and it ended up being pretty dry. Mm-hmm. So it walked all the way up over nine and a half percent, but I think it came out shockingly drinkable. Yeah, you know, don't a little taste bit that. of fruitiness. You definitely um, don't taste the nine and a half. Yeah, you definitely smell the honey, taste the honey. Yes. It's a dry, heavy beer, which is unusual, I think. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I was I didn't know what to expect. It was my first time brewing with honey. I had never really used it before, but I was pleasantly surprised on how this beer turned out. It's a uh, the, the honey flavor is more in like a floral kind of thing though. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that mm-hmm. that big sweet. Kind no, of it, and, and yeah. honey. That was what I was going to say. I had expected a lot more sweetness yeah. given the amount of honey that he used. But it's not. It's not a like. I don't feel the need to go brush my teeth or check for cavities after this. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went to a, Which, a honey brewing with honey seminar the cool. the day before this beer was to come out. So obviously I'd already made it and well, the, I couldn't put anything was, to use. There but. was like there were like three or four honey beers around town that came out mm-hmm. like really quickly yep. after that, and it, it was, was so like there were all things that had to be like in the works before that, yep. and I was like, well, that's really good time <laughs> yeah a couple of the breweries were working with the honey board right and so that's why those beers came out when they did i was not and i uh, was unaware of a lot of the stuff i i learned at that seminar but um once i went there it kind of made sense you know the honey's made up of so many simple sugars that it makes sense that it would dry out that right. way uh nothing complex for the yeast to stall on but it I, turned out all right so yeah <laughs> what i think is I, I wonder if and going back to if you walked in without a style listed mm-hmm. on the board i wonder if somebody just poured me a glass of this and said here just try this and tell me what you taste i don't know if i would go to honey like mm-hmm. it's not my brain doesn't go to honey when i taste it yeah. now that i know that's what it is it definitely goes there but i was um, the same way i was thinking sweet 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 it's like an earthy floral thing yeah. mm-hmm. that, that i've I it's really amish dig. there's that amish yeah. it tastes, tastes amish, very amish, amish flavor <laughs> I mean, as a cheap ass clown, I was I was really hoping for like that J.W. Dundee's Honey Brown. You know, no, that was my that was my like that and PBR when you're on the circus train, you get like thirty packs of those and you just sit on them. No, I'm I'm not the beer guy, but it is delicious. And I'm you know people are drinking you know all these smaller statue folks will be on their third one. I'm like I think do you know these these are mm-hmm. almost ten percent? No, they're not. Yeah, yeah. And you're, I think you're done. <laughs> Have you tried to stand up yet? <laughs> so that, that's a subtle hint, folks. I just got cut off. But <laughs> um, again, I really dig this beer. Yeah. Um, and and to your point, it's not something that I would necessarily have walked in and ordered. Right. But I'm really glad I tried it. Uh, this would be a really really fun one to pair with food too. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like with like a bunch of different. Uh, Typical beer foods that would go good, you know, barbecue and things like that. There's there's a lot of really fun things that I think you could pull out of this beer with something next to it. It's yeah. um, really good. Yeah, awesome. well done. Thank you very much. And we do have Data Smokes Barbecue. Nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, Kevin Peterson is his name, and uh, him and his wife Shauna, they're investors, and they're uh, also Data Smokes is here doing some great. They do a great smoked salmon. They do a really great brisket and barbecue. So Friday and Saturday nights, they're here with food and great sides and beans and coleslaw. And they, they've been cooking out of the Newport Incubator Kitchen for many years. Okay. And um, just last night, we had an incubator kitchen, one for all. So Wednesdays, we donate a dollar a pour mm-hmm. to different nonprofit initiatives and stuff. So it was neat to have incubator kitchen out and really kind of build community in, in a different way. But it's neat to have be able to count on food and when people are like yes. what do you got you got food it's like you can bring what you want but you know friday and saturdays and they crush it on wrestling nights and you know oh, what, what, oh, yeah, the newbies they just you know so that's <laughs> excuse me that's the thing it's just when something's going on here it's just it's heavy it's hot it's just really something to do there's there's not a lot of things that i would rather eat with with a beer and a tap room than barbecue, barbecue. <laughs> I, I, I agree I, 
freaking love it. Yeah, it's he does fast. It well. You don't have to worry. You don't have to wait for a whole long time for them to get your food ready. It's good. It pairs with beer really good. It's mm-hmm. love it. It ends up stuck in your beard, so you have to shave it. <laughs> you have to, you have to uh, shave your whole face so that because you got barbecue sauce on your beard. <laughs> doesn't I, that make, doesn't that make didn't happen sense. to me, guys. That happened to McGinnis. Uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask him about it when uh, when we get the show. Sure. <laughs> All right, Sean. Last last beer in the last flight. Last beer. In my opinion, it's not the last the, one we're going to talk about. The but. prettiest one that um, is on the flight paddle. It's a bad opinion. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the least clear beer on the on the flight battle, but um, this is a beer we did in collaboration with Northern Kentucky Pride. Mm-hmm. It is a we did a bunch of things in the same beer, so it's a brute IPA. We've been wanting to take a crack at a brute IPA, mm-hmm. um, and Omega also came out with this new crazy Norwegian yeast strain that right. puts out mm-hmm. kind of like mango tropical esters and can ferment at ninety plus degrees. So we brought that Norwegian strain in, and then, like I said, we had a big pallet of fruit puree. We had a bunch of apricot puree, so we put apricot in it as well. And then it was—it's an IPA, certainly not like a New England or anything, but we dry hopped it with about a pound and a half per barrel of um, mosaic and mm-hmm. Hallertau Blanc. So you threw every trend possible yeah. at this yeah, beer. In, in the same beer. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> Wait, there's more. It also is. Under ten parts per Ooh. million gluten removed. There's one more. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even kidding you. It's a secret weapon trick. That's it's amazing. A, some kind of enzyme goes in there. Some high, you know, some some smart ass brewer puts a little something in there, and then all the gluten drops out at a certain temperature. So when you flush the yeast, almost we can't call it gluten free because we don't have an independent system. Like, right. but it's cool to have. Literally, you know, we, I was out doing sales calls today, and they're like, "This place is omission, omission." We, you got any gluten free? I'm like, "We have four gluten free beers, you know, or gluten removed mm-hmm. under." And Sean, as smart as he is, didn't really, you know, we sent it out for test, and it is. Can you explain that under ten parts per million? Right under. That's about. That's as low as they can test for is ten parts per million. It didn't show up, so it's it's under ten. Can't be sure exactly where, but. <laughs> so we get it tested at White Labs. Talking, so. <laughs> talking to some people, they will tell you that the people who do have gluten sensitivities, if a beer is at that point, it's going to be fine for them. Um, mm-hmm. Some people will argue that, and I'm sure if we had the folks from uh, from Rolling Mill up in Middletown here, they could mm-hmm. fill us in on on lots of the uh, gluten things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough about gluten, but. Um, this is. Uh, I, I would leave it up to the individual and say, you know, your body, because you've had other things that are ten parts per million, and you've had other things that are totally free. But so the thing about this is, like, yourself. you, it could be, you know, nine point nine parts per million. It could be point zero 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 one. Right. And you know, nobody would know. We were just trying to hit all, every trend. We were trying to go fruit and brood yeah. and IPA and mosaic and gluten free. I mean, what else should we? What else should we add to it? It's good. It doesn't. We could, I guess we could milkshake it. You got a double dry hop in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of felt I would have thrown there. lactose in, but you know, kind of defeated the purpose of the brute. So, but I don't know. This, this maybe is I'll throw the, out a brute milkshake IPA next month. 
Should. Somebody's totally head should. just exploded. <laughs> they listen to this. Um, this is actually one of the juicier brutes yeah, that's that a, we've had. It's um, fantastic. We, like, we've it, talked in the last couple weeks about yeah, about the brute IPAs. Brute IPAs. We've talked a little bit about the. I think we talked about the Norwegian yeast when we yeah, were at High Green. Yep. Um, I know they're big proponents of it there, and um, and I enjoyed that that beer, the Northern Exposure. They went on the other end of it though, didn't they? To where they mm-hmm. they went. To, they're using it right now, fermented colder to yes. get it a little cleaner versus the right. Um, yeah, it's. I went. It took a long time to clean up um, with how hot I ran it. So if I was to run it again, I'd run it a little colder. Um, but I just wanted to see what would happen if I really ran a beer at, at close to 100 degrees. Well, I want to try like the same hours. beer both ways. Like, I want to try that yeah, same yeast, absolutely. fermented colder and fermented hot like that to get some of those yeah. more estery kind of things. Because mm-hmm. people say, well, this is what you get with this way, this is what you get this way. And I've never been able to, like, really experience those different sides of things. This is totally aside. Um, Omega, who we get all of our yeast from, and we work with Omega a lot. I love those guys. They are working on a new tap room in Chicago. Uh, you know, they make yeast. Right. Their tap room will essentially be they'll make a lot of the same recipes but with different yeasts so you can come in and really see this yeast, that yeast. Now, German there's yeast. a new gimmick. There's well, a so new now gimmick. I was, I was down What's in, in Nashville. <laughs> I was down in Nashville uh, in the spring and stopped at, at White Labs has a tap room down there that kind of oh, okay. is the same yeah. idea. Yep. Except we went there and there was only like, there was one beer that was done with like three different kinds of yeast, maybe something like that. And then they had one that they just fermented with all of their yeasts, which doesn't make any sense to me. But they didn't have, like, a good beer that was fermented with, like, a, just a bunch of different things to really, like, showcase those things, which I thought was the whole did, point. But Did they call it 46 and 2? No. Oh. I, it was, like, super mega happy, mega giant super something uh, I'm, stout. I'm still waiting for Reynolds <laughs> to get back to me and tell me what two row is, but... I, <laughs> We, um, I don't think I did a show on it when we were down there, but I was with the people from uh, Have a Drink Show, so they definitely okay. have an episode that we were we talked about it, and we drank some of the beers on the show, and um, the one was a, a stout, or a, no, it was probably a porter, um, brewed with a, an Irish ale yeast and then like a London porter yeast or something. And what I was surprised with was the color difference between the two beers. I had never, and I don't know if it's supposed to, I, I didn't think yeast was supposed to change the color of the beer at all after it's fermented, but um, yeah. If, mean, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, there's my rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a Sean question. Not... <laughs> um, I had never, never really experienced that, and so it makes me kind of wonder what was really going on. What was on actually going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it really the same beer? <laughs> um, this is great. I, I've talked about how I'm not a huge brute IPA fan. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't get the style, um, and I enjoy this one probably because of the fruit that's in it. Yeah, yeah, it's like I said, it's a lot juicier than a brute, but you still have that brute kind of flavor to it. Yeah. you can tell that it's yeah. there. The final gravity was under one, so it's a super super dry beer. And we didn't add the fruit after fermentation. It was it was right at the start, so the fruit got fermented out. Um, it dropped extremely dry. It's a beer that started at ten fifty one and ended at point nine nine seven or so. It's it's interesting to me because my mind tells me it's sweet because I'm tasting some of mm-hmm. that that fruitiness. Yeah. But like I I know 
that it's not sweetness that I'm tasting, which is fun from a whole different kind of nerdy level. Yeah. But. yeah, it's a very dry beer. Gravity was super low finishing, so it's essentially a pale ale recipe that ended up being 6.7, 6. I want to say. Hmm. So they're not afraid to do beers big down here, folks. Well, you know, it's and it's y'all means all. It's it's something that's mm-hmm. neat to partner with uh, new whoever whoever wants to come and run away in the circus. You know, we say all loving <laughs> is good loving. <laughs> love is love. Call whatever you want, but it, it's neat to be courted. You know, they're like, hey, we want to make the official bra, you know, pride beer with you all. And it's like that's so exciting. You know, like that's just neat for people to come. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of last man standing on on some levels here, but it was neat to have them be a part of it and collaborate and, and make it happen. It was a lot of fun Sunday to be pouring the beer there and to have, you know, two lines, a Braxton line and a Beerkiss line. It was just neat to be, like, right there, you know. Right. It was just neat. And then, you know, we're having circus on top, and we, the bus was in the parade. And nice. It it's was a, just, it was neat to have. Anybody who hasn't seen you guys pouring beer somewhere, you've got, like, a trailer that's uh, reinforced. Is that the? Well, yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was, well, it was pretty incredible. So, we, we hit a couple roadblocks, okay? But but instead of, like, worrying about our, our tap room not being built, the state of Kentucky just passed the SB11, which allows microbreweries to self-distribute. Right. So we made this. We. I, did, I didn't do a damn thing. I, I, I <laughs> we threw some cash and said, drew it up and said, build it, boys. You know? But but can this be done? We, we, so we, we, we found a... Uh, no, he's we, never we, asked if it can I, be done. Well, no, I, of course I, it can I, be I done. Picture, I picture so... Um, anybody that's a fan yeah. of like the, the Jackass movies, in mm-hmm. one of the movies they were showing kind of their thought process when they're planning out one of their stunts or whatever, and it showed them like with these sketches on this napkin. Mm-hmm. And one is like, you know, the guy's jumping off a bridge with this bungee cord strapped him to and it's just literally like this sketch, like on, on this <laughs> napkin that, that they infaxed everybody and it was like, Yeah, we'll, we'll try it, you know, we'll see if that works and that's kind of the way I picture a lot of the things. Well that just to be here. clear it's like it's a it's sketch on a napkin. Can but, we do this? <laughs> but but to be Steve O got kicked out of Ringling Brothers Clown College, okay? And I graduated. Well, my my uh, my diploma's right there, okay? So he he went he went a route and I got nothing against him, you know. And I I didn't have him for a beer, but I think he's clean these days. But the deal is this. Um Yes, not too far from it. All right, but but we executed completely. So it's a we spent more money insulating well, they this. It too. You know, we spend more, yeah they do yes, but it's but they're they're exploiting they're exploiting themselves. Whatever does it? I won't, we won't. Okay, we don't okay. need to have the jackass debate. I but, feel like there's I feel like there's a whole show we could talk we about could, this yeah. now. There's a, there's a but, rabbit hole I've just uh, discovered. But, but the trailer came to fruition. It's been executed based on state law, based on what we can do. It's steel reinforced all the way down to the platform of the trailer we spent more money on insulation than we really spent i think that was the biggest expense on it uh ryan his name is strong manager that's his title but he welded it up with sean's help it was in their house that they're now living in in norwood so we didn't have a garage here we could build it but we built it it has a cool bot which defeats the thermostat and turns a room air conditioner into a refrigerator which is incredible so we have like a Hmm. four tap mobile circus Beerkus experience that rolls into town and people are like, what? And when there's lines other places, we just poach people away because they want to be a part of what's <laughs> sexy and interesting well, and cool. What are those people doing on top of that trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Is that person breathing fire? Yeah. Well, that's all. What, but we name everybody additionally insured, just to be clear. All right. Like, we're not one of them fly-by-night outfits. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that was... When, you know, Sean and Ryan built that. When, when we hit some obstacles we couldn't get open, we just figured out how to how to make it work? Well, and the, there are a lot of people that that is now their 
first interaction with Birkis is at a festival or wherever mm-hmm. it might have been, and and that was, oh my god, there's a trailer over there with people like <laughs> swinging all over it and climbing and like what is that and like that's to me that like it's it's a that's a good first impression of what this place is. Like, you know, tonight we're out at Independence. The, um, gee, my band smells terrific. So, or gee, this band smells. It's a disco seventies eighties dress oh, up cool. band. Okay, great people. We perform there. They performed there last year. We had the trailer there. It's cool because, you know, and there's people, you know, the the fire chief lives out there. You know, these people mm-hmm. who are, like, so excited. Man, my, my granddad grew up in Ludlow. I spent all, and it's neat to have this almost, like, rebranding of this city that's 150 years old. It certainly has come on some difficult times. Right. But with the trailer all over it, it says Beer Kiss. It says Brood and Ludlow. There's just, like, a, this pride in everywhere we go, whether it's Maysville, Augusta, um, for sales. I mean, we've taken this trailer as far as we can because we have to. we got to make payroll. But every time we go somewhere, people are like, oh, Ludlow, I love that. You know, and, and it's really neat to have that, you know, I'm not going to call it faux pride, but, you know, like there are people who are really so proud that we are making something happen and, and they're out, well, you know. There's a lot to do in Ludlow. If you, you know, obviously if you like to drink, there are some several yeah, there's very a lot of places. great places now to drink. But, like, yeah. if you're, like, one of those outdoorsy people that likes hanging out outside. You've got the park that backs up right to the top of Ludlow. You huge can, mountain bike trail. We've I mean, got a like huge mountain bike group. Mountain biking and hiking and things like that. Like, it's all right there. You know, like it come and fill up a howler and throw and, it in your pack. And, and if you're here it. earlier in the day, <laughs> swing by folk school, Absolutely. coffee parlor. I mean, those, those guys are awesome down there. Mm-hmm. Well, every Tuesday, Jerry Springer literally parks in our yeah. parking lot and records a <laughs> podcast there. Exactly. And we'll have like a bunch of people that are like, hey, Jerry's going to be here in about five minutes. No, he's not. I'm like, hey, you see that poster over there? Jerry's performed twice in this building as our celebrity ringmaster. No, he's not. And that's just so great to have this like <laughs> doubt. And then, hey, Jerry, come say hi. He comes in and waving the pizza. What's up? You know, just really, like, mind's blown. <laughs> you know, it's, like, that's- it's all very love, though. Like, it just makes sense for what this place is. It's a very strange... Um, it, it, it's scrappy is the word that I keep wanting to go back to for what Ludlow is. Like it shouldn't have survived, and yet it's still here. Well, we're, you're, you're kind of talking a little about higher grain, but like, is in, is that Silverton? Silverton, yeah. Okay, so it's same thing. Like cities that don't embrace destinations are, you know, cities are on the chopping block. Like they have to have a reason. And I mean, I haven't been there yet. I don't know much about it. I mean, I know that one of our investors was really excited about the city deal of having it. I mean, you look at, we were in like a click off battle with uh, municipal brewers up in, mm-hmm. you know, Hamilton, up in Hamilton. Hamilton, you know, you know, yeah. and it's like, so these cities that embrace it, you know, they're, they're really wise to, because it's yeah. just such a great reuse of, this is an old movie theater. That's an old strip mall. You know, the other place is an old fire department. You know, it's like, right. what do you, how do you revitalize? You know, you, 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 you make something again, you manufacture, this is manufacturing. That's what it is, you know? And the revitalization is something that, I'm big into. I did a series on that when I was at CPO, and and there's a lot of good ideas for old buildings and old places, and a lot of people want to be back closer to the city, closer to the city centers. Ludlow is very close to downtown. Yeah, I don't know if people people that aren't from this side of the river, I don't think realize how close a Bellevue or a Ludlow is to everything. And so when you get down here, you can see the appeal. And you can see the crew tower from really. I mean, yeah. you literally can. You know, right. like, we have a roof uh, patio in our like phase four, and we will have the best view 
of the downtown Cincinnati because it's mm-hmm. just there's nothing in the way of it. So it's going to go from the mezzanine. So right. we're going to have 47 people on the balcony. When this was a factory in the back, that's where they used to keep all of their um, inventory. So that's the Mach 3 mezzanine. So this was a it was a movie theater. Then it was a clutch factory. And they leveled the floors for us. Well, not for us. Well, yeah, for us. They, did, they, they knew. <laughs> they they didn't know what was going to happen. No. So a building with three-phase power, zone for entertainment, with level floors and 20-foot ceilings was nearly impossible to find. But we found it. But we're going to have a spiral staircase that goes from the mezzanine up to a roof patio. And, you know, some breweries in town are spending $5 million on a roof patio. You know, we, we don't got that money. But for $5 million, I could build five of these all over the United States. It would be crazy, you know. But that's right. just the circus nature of how it gets done. It just, on one hand, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and on the other hand, it makes perfect sense that this is not only, like, how it's all come together, but where it's come together mm-hmm. and, and why it all comes together. I mean, there's there's a lot behind this. I mean, it, you know, with, in the most respectful way, I can tell you this, sometimes you seem a bit like a goofball. That's and, and that's... Wow, <laughs> yeah. Right. And... People don't necessarily understand at first glance what is behind all of this and the the machine that drives why Birkus exists and why it exists, where it does and how it does. And um, this is a very good thing for Cincinnati and a very good thing for I mean, especially for Ludlow. And, and you know, it's it's this is a, this is this is something special. And I hope that people as the years go on understand that more and more and more and embrace and if they don't that's fine some people are scared of clowns you know there are ninnies out there you know no, but, <laughs> you, but you can be scared of clowns and still embrace another side of what this is there's no, so you've been much good to me you've been really y'all, y'all have been so good to me and what we're trying to do here but it, it works because people want to believe in something people want to be a yeah. part of something and you know, we're we're the bad news bears of the brewing but world. You know, <laughs> there's 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 so much about Birkus that's so easy to get behind though. Like it's there's some there's some really great breweries in town that are that are they're big operations with some money behind them and they're making great beer and they've got great people. But it's it doesn't feel the same well, as craft beer used to we, feel. And, and we've talked about that with some of the new ones that open and you say you know oh here's the garage door because you got to have a garage door right right? and you got to have this and everything looks similar and it's this kind of post-modern factory look and this is definitely not that you know when you come down here you're going to get a different vibe from the the look and i think you're going to get a totally different energy well now i will say the stools that are on the bar downstairs are not the stools but the stools do still exist up here (laughs) yeah these these are the stools yeah we want comfy ones at the bar. So. <laughs> Those stools down there, everyone says, man, where did we get these? Because, you know, when you got a little junk in the trunk, you can sit there and drink. <laughs> I mean, awesome. The, 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 you got a back to it. Like, right. These are the worst things in the world. I hate <laughs> yeah. these stools. <laughs> and everybody's got these. Everybody's got them. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to describe them. You know what I'm talking about. They're the yeah. stools. Yeah. But, you know, they're, like, they're, it's, what I'm saying is that there's, there's a lot that... Um, you want to get behind with breweries in Cincinnati or anywhere um, that's getting harder and harder to get behind it because it's just become a dime a dozen. It's, it's a, it's another brewery, another great beer, another great story, another great uh, person behind it or people behind it. This is for some reason just different. And I, you know, I can't really put my finger on one thing that makes it so different, but you come in here and it's just, it, it, it no, just, it's a total, it, it's, totally different experience. It oh, it's, it's is a, craft beer in a way that 
doesn't exist anymore. It's I'll throw out this idea of authenticity. Like the, the seats that we're sitting in, Albert Fetters is uh, our contractor, right? He 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 gave us these, you know, from uh, he flips gold stars. So mm-hmm. our tasting room used to have like it was all actually on the mezzanine. Those are old gold star chili mm-hmm. tables and chairs, right? So those were going to go to the dump, like. And he's like, you need these? I'm like, absolutely, you know. And and, and and Albert's been working with me on this project for, for it's neat. We just hosted the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, their Next Generation uh, Leaders Award. So I got the award in 2010 with this, like, audacious idea of building a circus community in Ludlow. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I had to lobby the chamber pretty hard. You know, like, hey, have your meet and greet here. Like, do the photos here. And it was neat to have all these, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a young, I'm not a YP anymore. I'm 44, right? You know, but at the time. <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, yeah, but, but I didn't, uh, 40 under 40, Albert was a 40 under 40. <laughs> Albert nominated me for this this award, and it was so neat to, to win the award and to send it to people like, hey, I said we were going to bring a circus community to love, though. We did, and, and it's neat to have them here and to really mouth off to them, too, like, all right, hey, I'm off. I got nominated for the inclusive business award for the NKY Pride, y'all, so invite everybody under your big time. I got to kind of preach my sermon at my little circus church to like all the next generation right. business leaders here. And it was cool because the chamber made it happen. And so did Albert. So did, so did our, uh, the countless group of people. But, you know, it's a beer podcast, Sean. I just want to, I'm out of beers, but I'll toast you literally again because well, the beer's <laughs> fantastic. It, it's, it is so neat to have everybody all the time. Man, that beer so gets just getting better. Even today during the sales calls, like, You're, you guys were good, but Man, I haven't had a bad one yet. It, that is such a great wind in the sails. You could build the boat, you know. You got the sails, but to have that consistency is is fantastic. No, it's it, I. You know, like I said, I've, it's been a while since I've been down here. Um, ashamingly, I, I will admit that that you know I, I can't get everywhere as frequently as I want to. But um, it's it's the beer is amazing. It's 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 far and wide um, some of my favorite stuff that I've had recently. I would say. Well, you know which one I want to talk about. Yeah, I know which one you want to talk about. So I want you to tell people about that because you said you told me you have one keg left. Yep. And I want everybody that's listening to be watching when they tap the last keg of the Big Panda. All right. We can tap the last keg of Big Panda after we finish recording, (laughs) and it'll be on as long as it's on. It's one sixtal. It's 40 pours left of an imperial sour brown so like a belgian style sour brown with a lot of special bee a little bit of biscuit um a lot of belgian caramel and then just kind of a pilsner base behind it um it was soured and then it was fermented with a belgian triple strain really really hot at about 85 degrees and then we put it into like kind of one of the newer natural wine barrels that still Mm -hmm. have an active culture in it so we put it into that barrel and it picked up another fermentation, dried it out from about 1016 down to down to nothing, down to one flat. Um, and what came out of it was this big 10% sour brown. It has oak, it has barrel, it has some funk from the wine yeast. Um, it's got that lacto-sour flavor, and it's got a little bit of Belgian character, too. That thing too. in the back of my mouth is happening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, oh, uh, same. And, and he knows that, and that's, you know. Yeah. California Syrah barrels too. Yeah, so it's got I mean, a lot of cherry is, character out of the Syrah too, and turn into one of the best beers I think has ever it, come out of this building. Yeah, it's one of the best beers to come out of this city. Thank I'm, you. I'm, yeah, I've told a lot of people about that beer. 
Well, well there, one keg. There one aren't keg, one there aren't only. a lot of people doing sour browns in right. Cincinnati and, just in general. And and I think you and I talked about this when when we first tried the beer that sour browns are very hit and miss. You don't usually get an average sour brown. You either get something that's really yeah. good or you get tobacco spit. Yep. Caramel can go right. I tried that one. It goes right though. I mean, even even hey, how much honey are we going to use? You know, I mean, there's this like, mm-hmm. I'm what you call gajo. I'm first generation circus. Okay, so my kids are second generation, and it's a derogatory term that a lot of circus people call you. They just don't, they don't take it seriously. What's so neat is Sean's. You know, Sean has a lineage of brewing, and he's just just been around it, and it's so neat because that beer is is delicious mm-hmm. and it's authentic. You know, like. I, I really didn't want to have a new beer all the time. Like I wanted to be, able, I wanted to repeat. I want to have our, our Scotch Ale, I want that Lagoon, like the diving out. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to have beers that we could stand up and make consistently, and sure. have them be good, and, and have them improve. And this was one where it was like, man, are we gonna do it? Yeah, and it was like, go for it. And it's such a, it's a traditional Belgian sour, and it's it's not weird. It's it, we didn't. It's just it's neat because of the again. I'll go back to that authenticity piece, mm-hmm. and it's, it, oh man, it's it'll be gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. just our investors will Maybe be all over tonight. it. I know, <laughs> I know. I think we'll probably Maybe. we'll try to make it again this winter. I mean, that, yeah, Gnome said it might be gone tonight. And Maybe. I, mean, I live close, so yeah. <laughs> it's a cheap Uber home. Come on, share. It's just isn't this about sharing? Come on, this is it's the most, whole point of this. You know what, Polly? Most of the time, I will say beer is about social. It's about this. It's about hanging out. It's about having a good time. No, that beer. No, that's not about sharing. That's mine. <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much. That's a that's a show. Awesome. Um, Thank you. I, yeah. I hope that anybody who has not been down here will come down here. I hope if you don't understand what this place is, I hope this gave you kind of a, a little bit of a glimpse at what Birkus is all about. Um, it's hard to just listen to somebody talking about it and understand it. You really have to experience. Um, get on get on social media, get on Facebook, and sure. see some events that are coming up, and, and, and pick one, and come down and... and do the Birkus thing. I, I had a corny corny line for that, but I don't know if you guys Bring wanna, it. All right. Oh, corny yeah, it up. It, you, you come to Birkus, you've got entertainment, you've got good beer, you've got good people, you've got good atmosphere, but you can't spell Ludlow without you, and you were the only thing that's missing from Birkus tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> There you are. And we need you. In the words of, I think, Brett Coleman Baker, that's brilliant. That's <laughs> 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 One of my sound clips that I always just wait to use. <laughs> um, uh, to, to wrap it up, Sean, if you were a circus performer, what would your uh, oh, performance be? Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> you got to come up with something because I'm about to hit the button. What's your What's your uh, nickname? I don't have a nickname. I never really had a nickname <sighs> uh, if I was a circus performer. I don't know. I want to do the sear wheel. Sear wheel, I always, that was my favorite one to watch. Okay. I did anything. Th- that's a good one. what? Sear wheel. Yeah. Sear wheel's always been my what favorite is that? performance. It's a big steel ring. Is that ring. the big thing that they kind of yeah. roll You know in? what? Yeah. Ask and you um, shall receive. <laughs> I have a sear wheel in the car. <laughs> no, 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 I did not. We're going yes. to go Facebook uh, Live on that one. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys very much. Like I Thanks, said, guys. go on social media, follow these oh, guys, awesome. and and look at some of the events that are coming up, and get down here and um, support Ludlow, support Birkus, um, 
support Cincinnati beer and the really cool things that are happening in the city. Um, we'll be back next week in studio. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>